Well, good morning. Welcome to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. Today's Monday, August the 8th. I'm your host, Pastor John Fowler from the Pulse Church up in Gassaway, West Virginia, Braxton County. And uh, glad to have you tuned in today to the podcast. And wow, what a busy weekend for the Fowler family, uh, as well as the Parson family. We had uh, our daughter got married on Saturday. And uh, so I got to officiate the wedding and got to officiate both my son and daughter-in-law's wedding and my daughter and son-in-law's wedding. And what an awesome opportunity. And I appreciated that so much of them allowing me to do that. And I didn't even have to ask. I don't know if it's because I work cheap or uh, they really love me. I think it's because they really love me. But I'm glad to have you tuned in. Yeah, busy weekend at the uh, Winfield campus as well. The Winfield campus celebrated five years anniversary of being in existence, and I can remember the day when all that started, and God is so faithful, and we're looking forward to the next campus, which will be launched in April of 2023 in Charleston, West Virginia. So you just pray that God gives us the uh, the building we need, and um, he's already given us the co-pastors, Rich and Olivia Anderson, and we're real excited about them coming on board with the Pulse Church. We have a great team, and we're really excited about the future. And if I, you notice that picture behind me, uh, I took that last night at the Wave Pool Park down in, uh, in between Hurricane and Taze Valley, West Virginia. My wife and I, we walk there just about every evening. And uh, now that I told you that, we're going to have to have security. But because uh, you guys are just, you all just, you know, want autographs and all that stuff. No, I'm joking. But anyway, you all, um, uh, just the thought of uh, just taking that picture, I thought, man, that's a beautiful picture. Look at the skyline and how pretty it is. And so anyway, I thought I would share that one with you today. If you have a picture that you would like for us to put on the, the green screen, uh, just send it to me. And uh, I'll see if I can get that on for us. So glad to have you tuned in. Please share the broadcast. We're broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. Uh, We're on also um, Twitch, and we're on Rumble, all live today. And Twitter, glad to have you all tuned in as well, those watching on Twitter. And then those that will listen to it um, in a recorded mode will be on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast. Uh, as well. So apologize for being late today. Busy morning. Uh, We have businesses and different things that we have to take care of. So uh, uh, I apologize for me not being on uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which I normally am. So anyway, what what we're going to do is we're going to recap, just like we do with Pastor Jay uh, on Fridays, uh, what I preached on Sunday and what he preached on Sunday. Now, this past week, Pastor Jay did a, um, he had like a three-hour service where there were a lot of people talking about the, the ministry that God has placed them in. And then uh, he will not be on the show on Friday because he, uh, he's he got uh, another obligation that he's involved in. So uh, we just, uh, we'll, we'll make it. I promise you, we'll make it. So when you look at, um, <clears throat> when you look at the chosen vessel uh, and you, you figure out where this came from, uh, we had uh, Dr. Brian Miller on uh, the podcast last week from Medellin, Columbia, South America, and uh, he was talking about uh, Ananias, and so that sparked the sermon. So if you've not heard the the podcast last week, be sure to listen to it uh, from Brian Miller, and then if you have not heard the sermon yesterday, you can catch that as well on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, we're on all the networks. Okay. 
Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you for a great weekend. I thank you, Lord, that you're helping us, leading us, guide us, direct us. God, I pray that you show us revelation in the um, in the podcast today. And God, I give you thanks, I give you praise, and I give you honor because it's in the name of Jesus. Amen. Where we are right now is in Acts chapter 9, 1 through 19. And so when you look at, uh, and Saul, uh, who was not yet Paul, yet breathing out threats and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. He went, he ended up going to the high priest, and he desired uh, also uh, and wrote letters to the synagogues in Damascus uh, because he was trying to find a way uh, to uh, arrest men and women who were, in the one interpretation says, in the way. This meant that they were Christians, and he wanted to bound them. He wanted to bound them. And so, therefore, this is what his plan was. Well, we know that God has a different plan, does he not? And so what we have to remember back in Acts chapter 2 and 27, um, the Lord was adding to the church daily. I mean literally adding to the church daily, which means that people were being saved on a regular basis. Man, do I miss those times. I would just love to see that. A lot of times when you preach, it looks like that you're you're preaching to people that just have no emotion. I think there were uh, three people fell asleep while I was preaching yesterday. And I'm thinking, I just wanted to throw my hands up and think, what in the world? Yeah, three people falling asleep. So, <clears throat> and, and I thought it was a pretty powerful message myself. But then Saul is on his journey to Damascus, and suddenly a, a shining light from heaven came around him, and he fell on the ground, and he heard a voice from heaven that said, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. It is hard for three to kick against the pricks. That's what he said. And, and so when you, look at, when you look at the interpretation of what pricks means, it's a um, small hole in something with a sharp point uh, piercing slightly. That's what that means. Now, I've actually heard people call somebody that in a bad name, and, and it just makes no sense to me. It just absolutely not. So uh, Saul began to tremble, and he was astonished, uh, and he said, Lord, what? do you want me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go to the city and that shall be told to you what to do then. And so understand along with this, he had an entourage of people that heard a voice, but saw no man. And what you have to remember is that many times in our Christian walk, God wants to speak to you through a, through a dream, through a vision, however way he wants to do it. But he wants to speak to you, and like I told the people yesterday in Gasway, you can't call the Holy Spirit something. Well, something spoke to me, and I decided to go down this way, or something spoke to me, and no, that was the Lord, and you need to give him credit that the Lord spoke to you about a particular thing. And uh, it's pretty awesome that the Lord speaks to you, and a lot of people don't think he does. Well, if you're not saved, the only way that he could speak to you is through his convicting power. 
And the Bible says that you can only be saved if you're, if you're drawn. You have to be drawn to the, to the Lord to be saved. So that's why you need to pray and begin to speak people's names out to the Lord so that the Lord can, can find their address. He knows where they are and knock on their door because that's what he wants to do. So the men journeyed and they stood speechless because they heard no voice. Hey, Connie, good morning to you. Good morning, Safrana. Good morning, uh, Sandy Vance and Kathy. Good morning to you. Glad to have you all tuned in today. And then in verse 8, and Saul rose from the earth, from the ground, and he was blind. He was blind. Jesus struck him blind. And he had to be led by the hand and brought into Damascus. Isn't it amazing that Saul had to go through a crash course of humility because of the fact is that, I mean, he was arrogant. And one thing that God does not like, he hates, actually, the word says that he hates pride and he hates arrogance. And uh, that is in Proverbs chapter 8, 13. And so in verse, um, in verse 10 of what I preached yesterday, there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. Do you know that God knows your name? God knows your title in the kingdom. God knows whether you're a pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, apostle. He knows these things. He knows these things about you. And see, what you have to do is you have to know who you are in Christ. Stop confusing the world on who you are in Christ. Because I know that some of you have friends that don't have a clue that you're saved because of the way you act. You act more like the world than you do Jesus. And let me tell you something. If you're not being, if, if the world is not, if, if the world is not persecuting you, and if the world um, likes you, then many times you're not even saved or you're definitely not doing God's will because the world will hate you. And I'll, I'll get into that here in just a minute. So there was a certain disciple named, uh, named Ananias. And the Lord gave him a vision. And Ananias uh, said, and the Lord said to Ananias, he said, behold, uh, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. See, he knew his, uh, his Lord. He knew the Lord. And when you define disciple, it is a follower of Jesus. So that's who we are. And so Jesus chose in a vision to talk and to communicate with Ananias. Here's what the Lord told him. And the Lord said in verse 11 of chapter, nine, of chapter 9 of Acts, he said, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and acquire in a house of Judas, Judas from one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying now. New Living Translation said he was actually praying right now to Jesus while Jesus was talking to Ananias. Isn't it amazing how the tides turn? It's like, okay, uh, Saul is absolutely arrogant and prideful, goes to, the, goes to the synagogues. He writes them a letter, says, I'm going to bound these people that follow Jesus and bring them to you. And so 
you have to think about what God is going to do through Ananias. But Ananias is freaking out because of this. Here's what he says. In verse 12, he said, And hath a vision of a man named Ananias to come in and put his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And you have to think, uh, does God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit work like that today? Absolutely. The Holy Spirit can speak to you through a dream, through his word, through a vision, through, a, through um, any way that he wants to talk to you. Ananias answered in verse 13, and he had heard many things about Saul, of this man, and all the evil that he had done to the saints at Jerusalem. And verse 14, he said, and he here has authority from the chief priest to bind all and to call on thy name. And so what, and I'm sure that Jesus didn't know this. And Ananias telling him this uh, brought a lot of light on this. So he probably said, well, you know, you're right. And um, forget I even called you. Forget I even uh, sent you a vision, you know, because he's a pretty mean dude, so we don't want to mess with him. No, that's not what he said. And see, this is the thing that you have to understand. Who has the authority? You do. You have the authority. You're the church. You're saved. You're blood-bought. You're the one who has the authority. Now, let me show you why. Mark chapter 16 Mark chapter 16, I often think sometimes that the Monday morning show is better than the sermon on Sunday. It just seems like it's more laid back, more revelation. Less people sleeping. Verse 15, and he said unto them, go ye unto the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. See, you'll have signs and wonders that will follow you. In my name, thou shalt cast out devils. Thou shalt speak with new tongues. In verse 18 of Mark chapter 16, then they, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That means they'll get better. That is the church. That is what we're called to do today, is to pray for the sick that they get better. We are the representation of Jesus on this earth. The Holy Spirit is our partner, leading us, guiding us, and directing us. So you've got to know his voice. All righty. So um, here's what um, Jesus tells Ananias in verse 15. He says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. That means he is chosen. Not the chosen frozen, but he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and the king uh, and the children of Israel. So when you think about what a chosen vessel is, it's one that has privileges that believes uh, in Jesus Christ and has an identity and is defined. You know, here's the thing. Are people confused about who you are? It's like, okay, you act this way around a certain crowd, 
and, and cussing and drinking and smoking and whoring around, like I said yesterday. But or and then then when you're in church, well, you're the you're a saint. You're you're just kind of uh, straightening your halo. Well, eventually people will see through this. And so you have to understand that if you're a chosen vessel, which you are, you're chosen. God chose you to work for him and to be obedient to him. That's what he's called you and me to do. So here's the question. Who are you? I heard Pastor Dr. James R. Wright, who will be with us this Sunday morning uh, in Gasaway preaching. He said this one time. He said, he, he said somebody asked him, he said, who do you, who do you think you are? And Pastor Wright said, I know who I am. He said, the problem is you don't know who I am. So we are a chosen vessel. God used Saul, Paul, to write 13 books of the Bible and to start 14 churches. Now you think of that. He's chosen. We have 13 books in the Bible now because of the new, in the New Testament because of Paul. Now understand something. Paul was persecuted, and you're going to be persecuted if, if you amount to anything for the kingdom. Now, most people that, that aren't doing anything for the kingdom, they're just kind of skirting right through, and nobody's saying anything to you because that's just kind of how the way it is. But if you're over the target, you're going to get shot at. And so Paul, think about this. Paul wrote most of the New Testament in, in jail. Not only that, um, he was shipwrecked. He was persecuted. He lost, his, he lost some of his friends. And not only that, but uh, he was also bit by a viper, but that didn't hurt him. And, and really, to be honest with you, it's not recorded how Paul died. He didn't die like the other disciples did. Very few of them died of a natural death. So you're going to be persecuted for, for righteous sake. And that is Matthew chapter 5, 10, and 11. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11 says, Blessed are ye when men shall uh, revel you and persecute you, and shall say in all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And you have to realize that if you're being persecuted, you're blessed. If people saying bad things about you, then you are blessed. Well, so... In verse 17, as we sum this up today, Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put his hands on him. Brother Saul, that's what he said to him. He said, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto, unto thee in this way, had also come to him, that it mayest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately, when Ananias laid his hands on him, the... Uh, fell off the scales from his eyes. He received his sight, and he arose and was baptized. Ananias was the chosen vessel that, that Jesus used to, to get Saul, who was a chosen vessel, back on track. That's what you and me are called to do, is to help get people on track. There are people that are waiting on you to get it right. People don't need to be confused about who you are. Many times you're confused about who you are. But once you figure out who you are, man, great things are in store for you. I'm just real excited about it. Let me show you 
a scripture here that talks about 70 people that Jesus had sent out. And the 70 verses, uh, this is uh, over in Luke chapter 10, 17. And the 70 returned again to, with joy, saying the Lord to the Lord, even the devils are subject unto us uh, through thy name. They really are. You can tell the devil and the demons what to do. They don't tell you what to do. You tell them what to do. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. We have, sub, we have spirits. Every one of them is subject to the believer. We have power over the believer. We have power over the, the spirit of cancer. We have spirit, uh, power over the spirit of lust. We have power uh, over the spirit of adultery. We have power over the spirit of uh, envy and strife and gossip. Um, poverty. Poverty is, is demonic. That's not from God. God doesn't want you broke. But if you don't give 10%, then you will be. You will struggle in a lot of areas, which, which you don't have to. God wants to do big things with you. So do you want to, to would you rather move through fear or faith? And then I'll, I'll leave you with this today. Well, let me tell you this. In verse 19, I read that to you already uh, yesterday, but listen to this. And he received meat and was strengthened. Then uh, Saul, uh, in these days, became a disciple in Damascus. Now listen to what verse 20 and I added that at the last minute. Acts chapter 9 and verse 20. Acts chapter 9 and verse 20. And straightway he preached Christ, being Paul, into the synagogues. That he is the, that, and he said he preached Christ and that he is the Son of God. Went into the synagogues to the, to the, to the same dudes that he told them and wrote letters to them and said, hey, I'm going to bring the Christians in to you. But he had a Damascus moment of uh, repentance, and God used him for many, 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 many ways. So God used him. So here's the key. God wants to use you. God loves you. God cares about you. The spirits are subject to you. You don't have to walk around wringing your hands. You don't have to walk around in despair. You don't have to walk around worrying about what people are saying about you or whether you're going to have enough money to do this or do that. Stop worrying. Worry is a sin, and you've got to repent of that and, and drop it. Walk in faith and not fear. And God can do great things with you. If you're just now joining us, glad to have you tuned in to the Pulse WV Live. Go back and listen to the whole thing in its, in its entirety uh, entitled Chosen Vessel. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, here's what you do. You say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and live. Use me for your kingdom, glory, and honor. Let me tell you something. You do that. Angels are rejoicing in heaven. And do like Paul did. Paul got saved. He got baptized. And then he went and started preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and won many souls. And he wrote 13 books of the New Testament. And he started 14 churches. And he did all that. A lot of times while he was in jail, while he was being persecuted, while he was being shipwrecked, 
why people were talking about him. And let me tell you, I'm one of the most blessed men in the world. So I appreciate you listening today. The Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. If you want to be a part of this ministry by, by financially supporting it, you can do that. Text the word PULSE, 1-304-244-3187. You can also go to thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift, P.O. Box 141, Gassaway, West Virginia, 26624. God will bless you. I promise you. I know he will. I've seen it many, many, many times. People say, well, I don't have um, enough money to tithe. Well, here's a, let me let me say this. If you if you make five hundred dollars a week, let's say, before taxes, then that's fifty dollars. If you make five thousand, that's five hundred. And you say, and you think God will bless me? I know it. I've seen it, and I will continue to see it because I am a giver. God loves you, John Sandy, in the house tomorrow. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live. Would you do me a favor? Share, like, and subscribe. Let people know that we're out here doing the will of God. Have a great day. Love you guys. Thank you.